25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo! <laughs> Wake up. Hour two underway. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. That's what they are at Farm Bureau. The home team. Somebody you might even consider the hometown hero. Deal with them one-on-one, face-to-face. You have that fender bender Saturday night at midnight. Call their cell phone. You don't have to wait until... Monday, quote-unquote, business hours, call an 800 number. No, it's somebody you know personally right there at home in the community. That's Farm Bureau. It's the way it ought to be. It's the way it is at Farm Bureau. And check them out, favorites.com. Rogers here. Show Liz. If you're just tuning in, you might have missed him yesterday, but we're back over here in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. And uh, thanks for tuning in. You can be a part of the show. Several different ways to do that. You could text the show at 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. That's the text line. And call me on the Divinity Equipment phone. Lots of great phone calls ending hour number one. Appreciate y'all. Good to hear from you. like hearing your voices. Um, The Divinity phone is 995-1059. That's the number. 995-1059. All right, so, uh, and by the way, also, you can you can tweet. I failed to throw that in there. You can tweet me, at Radio Wyatt. That's a Twitter handle. Tweet away. Blake tweeted me and said, does Lynn Bias count? Yeah, Lynn Bias. We already had him on there. Um, talking about athletes, you wish you could have seen them go through their career injury-free. That was a fun thing. It really kind of took off on Twitter the last couple of days and became viral. A lot of people around the country are kind of in that in-between time from a uh, – Sports perspective. Somebody brought up Penny Hardaway. Jason tweeted me and said, I saw Penny Hardaway at the Old Pyramid when he was a freshman at Memphis. And that kid would have won several championships with Shaq if he'd been healthy. He had that Allen Iverson crossover, but he hit his jump shots. <laughs> yeah, he was something else. You know, I had the, the little Penny commercials, which, <clears throat> you know, there's been a lot of goofy, uh, corny, commercials and things uh, with athletes and stuff over the years, but that was a good one. That one was really catchy. I enjoyed it anyway. You have to go back. They're probably on YouTube. You could look them up. The Little Penny commercials. So y'all go check that out if you never saw it. All right, look. Coming up later in the show, we're going to hit team number 65 on the countdown of 100 teams leading up to the start of the college football season. 
That means we're going to be 65 days, or essentially 65 days, from August the 31st, when everybody's going to tee it up and kick it off. You'll have some games the week before in college football, so you know if we were counting it down, we're already inside 60 days. Which, I mean, two months, people. Two months till college football. But 65 days, so that first full Saturday, August 31st. Uh, So coming up, we're going to do a couple teams. Team number 66, team number 65. I'll give you a hint. One of them is from the SEC. You want to uh, feel like it's even closer? Here's one way to look at it. SEC Media Days. Know when that is? (laughs) Have you looked it up? Yeah. In fact, three weeks from today, you will hear my voice during this show, flapping my gums, yapping it up on Radio Row at SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama. Three weeks from today. Three weeks from yesterday, Ole Miss will be there with Matt Luke. Three weeks from today, Joe Moorhead Mississippi State will be there in Hoover for SEC Media Days. Three weeks. And they call that the unofficial kickoff to the college football season. It's really going to feel like it this year because then the the following week, some teams will begin practice. The schedule is bumped up a week earlier this year. Uh, just the way the calendar falls every so often. It's one of these years where the everything's moved up a week. The games don't start in September. They start in August. Uh, you get two open dates during the season for every team. Uh, what I like about that, this is one of those years what's really cool as a broadcaster. I get to be on the broadcast team for state games on the radio. And so that means not one open date, but two open dates, two weekends in the year. I get to sit on the couch at home and just watch football all Saturday long. <laughs> be a regular uh, fan without having to hop on a plane or in a car and go do a game somewhere, which is you know, it's not really like work. It's fun. It's not really like work. It's just it, it occupies you. You don't watch other teams when you do that. So anyway, that just illustrates to you how close it is. It's here. It's You're going to look up next week. You're going to celebrate uh, July 4th. Then a couple of weeks later, you'll hear me at SEC Media Days on Radio Row. I put in for it yesterday. Did the whole credential deal. Have to rent the phone line and or, or internet and rent the table and the chairs and everything. Roger, they you know they they charge us for that. Do you know that? Where's that? At SEC Media Days in Hoover, they're having it there at the. It they used to be the charge you for that. Yeah, it used to be the Winfrey Hotel. And now it's like the the Hyatt Regency at the Galleria or something. I don't know what they call it. Something I'm sorry, like that. somebody's getting paid under the table. Oh, let me tell you something. I'm not. I'm not going to say it out in the air. You wouldn't believe what they charge you. Ridiculous. You wouldn't believe what they are charging me to rent a table and chairs on Radio Row, and because they'll set it up for you, they don't want you bringing your own stuff in there, That's and not, and rent. Oh no, the, we don't want that. And rent the use of an internet connection right there. You would. Are lo- you assured good? Speed, oh yeah, activity. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll work. And if you were to have a trouble, you know, there's people there on site and stuff. It's really done That's well. Yeah. Uh, it is. I mean, it's done very well. Don't you, for one second, don't think they don't know it. 
buddy. Yeah, I'm going to eat peanut butter crackers for lunch for the rest, for the next three weeks. I'll put it that way. So anyway, it's going to be here. I'll be there. Be fun. I think one of the big storylines for State is going to be its quarterback position. Uh, maybe for Ole Miss, too, we kind of know it's going to be Matt Corral. State's going to have a competition. But on that note, I just thought I'd bring this up to you. As uh, you are most likely an SEC football fan, I don't think I don't think there's anybody walking the streets. I know there's going to be some competitions, but I don't think there's anybody walking the streets in SEC country, even diehard fans, who if we just randomly approached them and stopped them on the street, could name the quarter, the starting quarterback candidates or incumbents at all 14 SEC schools. Now, that might seem like a difficult thing every year. But like if you were to go back to last year, it was just pretty much like across the league, everybody's back pretty much everywhere you looked. You know, you had Kyle Shermer at Vanderbilt back. You know, you had Stidham at Auburn. You had Tamu at Ole Miss. You had Nick Fitzgerald at Mississippi State. Bentley back at South Carolina. Everybody knew Joe Burrow was going to be LSU's quarterback because he had been forever. Drew Locke at Missouri, incumbent, entrenched, draft pick. You know, Fromm at Georgia, Tua at Bama. All those names, you knew all of them. You could name just about all 14 starting quarterbacks this time last year and had been would have been correct about it. But, buddy, that ain't the case this year for sure. So here's what I'm going to throw at you. I'm going to throw the names at you that you need to know right now, quarterbacks, all the pomp and circumstance, get all the attention, all the blame, quarterbacks at all 14 SEC schools. I'm going to work my way up. To start at Vanderbilt. Kyle Shermer's gone. He was much better than you realized in his career at Vanderbilt. Tough. Coach's son, his dad's a coach of the New York Giants. Somebody's giving him a chance in the NFL, isn't it? Aren't they? I don't know where he is if he got drafted or what. I, I miss that. You hear me typing? Typing it up right now. <laughs> he get drafted. Chiefs are tough. Okay, Chiefs. Signed him as a free agent. They didn't draft him. Free agent. Going to give him a chance. He's going to be a coach one of these days. Brilliant. Tough. Anyway, but he's gone. So at Vanderbilt, the uh, incumbent, sort of, the guy they sort of expect to win the position, his name is Riley Neal. Transferred to uh, Vanderbilt from Ball State. He was at Ball State for about three, four years. He played in 34 games um, at Ball State and was pretty good. Over 7,000 yards, 46 touchdowns, 25 interceptions. He was a 60% passer, and he's an excellent runner as well. 1,300 yards, 15 touchdowns on the ground. But that's in a different league. It's going to be a whole different deal at Vandy. They're going to give him a chance. But again, venture to say, I've, even though Vanderbilt is on your schedule, Ole Miss fans, I bet half of you never heard of Riley Neal. (laughs) 
He may be Vandy's starter. Expected to be. They have some other guys in the competition there, kids named Deuce Wallace, Keyshawn Vaughn. Um, so there you go. Now, what about Arkansas? It's all new stuff there. Um, I forget the kid's name who was their starter for most of the year last year at Arkansas. He transferred out of there. All right. But here are the names at Arkansas, the kids that could very well be their starting quarterbacks. Ben Hicks is one of them. And the other one is Nick Starkle, transfer from Texas A&M. Now, you know, Starkle's probably the more talented. He was certainly the higher, more highly recruited. Hicks is, though, he's familiar with the Chad Morris scheme because he played for him at SMU in 2016 and 17. And in those two years, he's, he passed for 6,500 yards and 52 touchdowns. He's a Texas native. So he's probably, he may have the upper hand. It's going to be a thick competition there. Again, state fans, Ole Miss fans, I know y'all are listening. Every one of y'all knows you play Arkansas, and I'd almost bet you none of you even know who Ben Hicks is. <laughs> and there he is. He's probably going to play for Arkansas. Now, Terry Wilson is back at Kentucky. You know, community college guy. Led him to that good season a year ago with Benny Snell at running back. So he'll be back. He's the incumbent. He's one of the few names you'll know. Auburn. Anybody know who Auburn's quarterback is? Anybody got an idea? I think it's going to be Bo Nix, true freshman. His dad is Pat Nix, used to be the QB there in the 90s. Bo is a true freshman quarterback, Bo Nix. I think it's probably who it'll wind up being. He's the best passer they have. But there's another guy in a competition named Joey Gatewood. All right. Gatewood played in one game last year for Auburn. He had one pass attempt in the Music City Bowl against Purdue. It's the, Bo Nix is a big-time recruit. He Accounted for over 12,000 yards in high school and all this kind of stuff. But it's those two guys. Some of you might have said Bo Nix at Auburn. None of you would have said Joey Gatewood. Don't even know his name. See, again, I, I'm, the point I'm making is <laughs> it's a whole new thing across the league this year because there's going to be surprises, good and bad, all over the place in both divisions. It's the way it is with new guys at QB. Matt Corral at Ole Miss. We know it. It's him. At State, though, it's either Keaton or Tommy Stevens. Some people think Stevens brought in to start. Uh, others, got my hand up, think there will be a legit competition. What about Tennessee? Jarrett Garantano, pretty well solidified. Played well for him last year. Led him to that win on the road at Auburn. He started all 12 games for Tennessee a year ago. He was just under 2,000 yards passing 12 touchdowns. He's got to be better. They have to be better. But he was a 62% guy throwing a ball. But it's, you know, returning starter. And Jake Bentley is probably the oldest and most entrenched starting quarterback in the Eastern Division, no question, at South Carolina. 32 career starts. He's the incumbent. So that's one that you don't question. You know who Jake Bentley is. He'll be a senior. Joe Burrow at LSU, he'll be a senior. What about Missouri? Drew Locke left, drafted. He's in Denver now. 
Kelly Bryant is going to be the Missouri quarterback. Kelly Bryant was Clemson's quarterback, transferred out when he lost a job to Superman over there, Thor, whoever it is. Kelly Bryant's going to replace Drew Locke. But hasn't played a down for Missouri. You know, obviously played well at times for Clemson, but uh, ultimately lost the job. Everybody pretty much knows that Felipe Franks is back at Florida, Kellamon back at A&M. And then you get to the top two in the league that are going to be first-round draft picks, Jake Fromm at Georgia and Tua Tongavaloa from Alabama. Uh, and neither of those guys are, are you know, going to be unseated barring some kind of injury. So you, you really you have about three entrenched experienced guys in the league. Tua Tongavaloa, Jake Fromm, and Jake Bentley. The rest of them? You got two or three that, yes, they're the incumbent and they're going to play. But outside of that, man, it's brand spanking new and and people you hadn't even met yet. (laughs) You don't know what they look like. If Riley Neal walked up to you and slapped you, you wouldn't know it was him. You don't know who he is. And he may be Vandy's starting quarterback. So there's the exercise. Know those names. Study up. Because over the next two months... We're going to talk about them, and you're going to see them play. All right, let's flip it over to the phone line. Davini Equipment Phone, Madison and Jackson. Davini, 995-1059. Jason, all the way out in Arizona. What's up, Jason? Uh, nothing much. Just heard you mention media days, and I think I speak for all your audience. What you'd like to know the really important stuff is when you're going to do the Spurrier impression. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think I've kind of lost it. It's like right, you know. It's like if you have some ability, but if you don't use it, you lose it. I think I've lost it. I'll have to polish it up and then maybe unleash it at media days, Jason. All right then. All right. Spur your impression. Have a good day. Thank you. Thanks for the remind. No pressure. I think the first time I ever did a spur your impression on the radios. We were talking about Jadavion Clowney got the speeding ticket going like 95 miles an hour. I did an impression of that. <laughs> uh, I don't think it was that good. It might have just been funny. Yeah, okay. On the text line, 885-ESPN, somebody said, isn't Jerry Jones' grandson a quarterback at Arkansas? He is. He was, uh, what's his name, Stephen? See, I know Stephen Jones is the son who's kind of helping to run the Cowboys now, but is it Steven Jr.? At any rate, that kid, yes, he is a quarterback. He is a quarterback at Arkansas, and he uh, he actually played some last year. He played towards the end of the game against Mississippi State. State just cleaned their clock. They put him in towards the end of the game. He's very small. He's not a big guy at all. Uh, but he was a good player in high school. I think they won a state championship with him in high school. That's right, Jerry Jones' grandson. He is on the roster, but it, I don't think he factors in to be their QB at uh, at Arkansas. Gator Nation on the text line. Is Emory Jones next in line after Franks, in your opinion? I really like him, signed Gator Nation. I think that's the plan, isn't it? You know, they, they had the other young Jones kid, quarterback, 
uh, Jalen Jones they had signed, but he was the one who was involved in that sexual assault deal, kicked out of school. Um, so he's not there anymore. Emory Jones, I mean, that that's the plan, is it not? Is to develop him and I, 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 you get the sense all along here, these first couple of years for Dan Mullen at Florida, the plan has been to redshirt Emory Jones effectively. What I mean by that is have Felipe Franks developed and playing and finish out his career last year, this year, win with him so that you don't force this young talent in Emory Jones onto the field too early and develop him over the course of a couple of years, and then in his third year, put him on the field with the job when he's ready to go. Um, but, hey, stuff can happen. You know, it's not always set in stone. You've seen it a lot. Sometimes um, an incumbent can just not live up to expectations, and the young kid gives you the best chance to win. They'll go ahead and make that switch. Uh, they don't plan on that. But could it happen at Florida? Sure. Sure it could. This remains to be seen if it does. All right. Countdown of these college football teams continues. So coming up next, we'll do 66. We'll do 65. One of them is from the SEC. It'll be fun. All right. So y'all stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio, connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Yo! Back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Also connected to you around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Did you know that they can repair your phone? They can fix your phone at C Spire. At a C Spire repair center. They're all about, you know, fixing it up. Helping you have that happy experience. If you want to keep your phone, it's a little banged up, fix it. They've got one-hour phone repair. Cracked screens, busted speakers, system crashes, you name it. They've seen it all. They've fixed it all. Any phone, any carrier, how cool is that? C Spire, fix it for you. For finding the repair center near you, look it up. cspire.com slash repair. All right, so 100 teams in 100 days. We are at, uh, this is actually 66 days, but we're going to get today and tomorrow, 66 and 65. On the countdown of 100 teams leading up to the start of the college football season. I say the start, 
the first full Saturday, which is August the 31st. Lord have mercy, it's going to be here before you know it. So let's uh, see who team number 66 is. Yeah, buddy. Team number 66 is not the SEC team. That'll be team number 65. That's coming up later. Uh, let's go to the AAC, the Owls from Temple. Pop quiz. <clears throat> Who was Temple's head football coach last year? Y'all know? Time's up. That was Jeff Collins, who is now the head football coach at Georgia Tech. Yep. Jeff Collins used to be the defensive coordinator at Mississippi State under Dan Mullen. Remember that? And then he uh, coached for Jim McElwain at Florida. And then he took the Temple head coaching job. Yep. And now he's Georgia Tech's head coach. All right, so let's look at Temple. A couple things about Temple. Y'all want to know about Temple from the AAC? Anybody name Temple's most, uh, I don't know, I guess I mean, famous is the right word, infamous? Temple's most infamous alumni, alumna. What's the word, Roger, for one person who went to that school? Is it alumnus, alumni, or alumna? What do you say? What was that first one? Alumnus? I think that's the one. Is that the one? Alumnus? Yeah. All right, we're going to go with that. We have our English teachers listening. Oh, look, if we get it wrong, they'll let us know. You promise know you that. <laughs> Temple's most famous alumnus, Bill Cosby. Yep, Bill Cosby. He was a Temple Owl. Bob Saget. Danny Tanner from Full House, Bob Saget, the comedian, went to Temple. Temple is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, by the way, if y'all didn't know that. Now you do know. This is Daryl Hall. Would that be Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates? Yes, D-A-R-R-Y-L. Yeah. That Daryl. That hey, Daryl. Oh, by the way, I've got a little illumination if you want it. Let's hear it. Alumna is the feminine singular form of the noun. If you've got one female graduate, former member, or no longer employee, this is your word. Alumnus is the masculine singular form. Oh. And alumni is the feminine plural form. It's with the N-A-E on the end. Okay. Used for groups. It goes on and on. <laughs> So Bill Cosby himself is an alumnus. Yes. Correct? Okay. Most notable would be Bill Cosby. Alumnus, yeah. Alumnus. Mm -hmm. A group would be a group of alumni. Okay. It's not, not much of a group, but more of a group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a boy, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> then Bill Cosby would appreciate he could even appreciate that joke 
Why am I always sleepy when you come over? <laughs> Your hands to yourself. Oh, he said the, Bill Crosby. These are warning signs, people. <laughs> Bill Cosby's not in a group of alumni. They call him a group. <laughs> yeah! <clears throat> That's a good laugh. At somebody else's expense. Yes. All right. Uh, Temple, uh, yes, located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Why are they the owls? Temple got their mascot owls because the founder, Russell Conwell, started teaching students at night because of their work schedules during the day. Students got the name Night Owls. Therefore, Temple became the owls. Bob Saget, I told you about that. Danny Tanner, Bob Saget went to Temple. I, you know, I'm, I was 42 years old when I learned that. That's the way that works. Uh, Temple football really ain't that interesting. I'll be honest with you. They, it's it's just Temple. They play in the AAC. But look, Jeff Collins did a good job there. He did. That's a fact. They started last season 0 and 2, but then they won back-to-back games against Maryland and Tulsa. When they went to Maryland in Week Three and won 35 to 14 last year. That surprised the whole country. Nobody saw that coming. Maryland, you know, thought of, well, they'd been competitive against Texas and good football team. So they they then go two and two. They're sitting there at two and two. Lose at Boston College. You think, ah, oh, here we go. They're two and three. And then it was a three-week stretch of wins for them in the AAC. They beat the tar out of East Carolina to get to three and three. They won by a touchdown at Navy to get to four and three. Then won an overtime game against 20th-ranked Cincinnati. Big upset. Overtime win over Cincinnati. Big celebration. So now they're sitting here 5-3. And, and uh, finished the regular season with eight wins. So uh, an 8-4 regular season. You put it another way, they won six of their last seven games last year at, at Temple, inc- including a 59 to 49 win at Houston. It's one of the reasons that Houston fired Major Applewhite. And then also um in there their their one loss was a high-scoring loss at 12th ranked UCF, but it was a really good game, 52 to 40. The final score in that one. And then Collins accepts the job at Georgia Tech and Duke, David Cutcliffe and uh Daniel Jones, the new Giants quarterback and Duke beat Temple like a drum in the bowl game, 56-27. to So they were stuck at eight wins last year. Um, <clears throat> I should be able to tell you who the new Temple coach is, but I can't. I don't know who it is. But I do know this. Temple will turn right around, and in week four of the season, in about three months from today, play Georgia Tech and their old coach, Jeff Collins. On September 28th, it'll be in Philadelphia. He'll head back in there coaching another team. That's always fun, isn't it? Is it fun? I don't know. All right, so the countdown continues. We'll do 65 next, and that's an SEC team, and we'll have fun with that. Stick around. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
I thought I heard a train. <laughs> that was my signal. Roger, did I miss my cue? <laughs> no, it's my fault again. I thought I heard a train. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Where is that coming from? <laughs> Somehow I, I could I could get the sound effects down the line, but I can't get you your comeback music. Sorry oh, that's all that. right. It's no problem at all. Like just like um Forrest Gump said in the movie, it happens. <laughs> It'd have to be really rough before we get top of the morning shows. Uh huh. I got gotcha. you. Ent entrance this morning. I got gotcha. you. Well, all I know is we out here. We are here, Roger, and uh, glad to be here. Thanks for tuning in wherever you are, however you're listening, whether live, whether on demand. Maybe you're listening in Vicksburg on WVBG 1077 in the evenings or. WBLE 100.5 Batesville. Hey, everybody, wherever you are. Listening online, good, 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 good. Podcast, all right. If y'all are interested in how to get the show, if you miss it or go back and listen to it in podcast form, two different ways to do it. Go to the website, thezone1059.com, or just hit up my Twitter feed. I'm Radio Wyatt. I'll have links on there for you from time to time, and you can subscribe to my Matt Wyatt Show podcast, wherever you get podcasts, any podcast app, it's all there. So, without further delay, team number 65 on the countdown of 100 college football teams in 100 days. I'm going to play the fight song here. I got like several different versions of it. Let's go with this version right here. Anybody know why Tennessee adopted a popular song, Rocky Top, as their de facto fight song? Anybody know? Mississippi State adopting Roll, roll On Mississippi. Yeah, I know. It'd be about the same thing, wouldn't it? Which, by the way, Roger, I'm glad you brought that song up because, you know, Charlie Pride performed that song, Roll On, Mississippi. Yeah. You know, in the music video for that, Charlie was, they filmed it. He's on top of like a steamboat going down the Mississippi River. I mean, they, they yeah, pulled, out, that. Yeah. pulled out all the stops. It's really cool. But there is a remake of that song, uh, Roll On, Mississippi, with Trace Adkins a duo of Trace Adkins and Neil McCoy. And, buddy, it is fantastic. Now, I'm not saying it's as good or better than the original with Charlie Pride, a Mississippian himself from Sledge, Mississippi. But I'm saying that remake of it is a great version of it. Since you no brought good. it up. Since you brought it up. Check it out if you haven't already. No, Tennessee. See, it's a... It's not their fight song, but they've adopted the thing. It's what it, it it's originally this deal. <laughs> the Osborne brothers. Wish that I was on a rocky rock down in the Tennessee Hills. Come on! Ain't no smoggy smoke on So what do you need to know about Tennessee? Let me give you some fun facts, shall I? There's a lot of 
half bear, the other half cat. <laughs> great lyric. There's a lot of stuff that on Tennessee's campus. It's a great place. It's a great school. Great people. Beautiful. Right on the water. It's a lot hillier than you'd think. But there's also some curiosities. Raise an eyebrow or two on the Vandy. I mean, on the sorry, on the Tennessee campus. Campus grave sites. Uh, on the agriculture campus, there's something called Hamilton Mound. It's an Indian burial mound. They say that it probably contains between 10 and 100 graves. It was placed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1976. They got an Indian mound on their campus. Okay. And then they go, well, it probably contains between 10 and 100 graves. Listen. That's a pretty wide range. <laughs> what is it? 10 or 100? <laughs> because you say it's in between. Great place to do your uh, fraternity and sorority rituals. I mean, I'm going to start. Uh, the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, I'm, I'm going to start using those boundaries, though, when people ask me questions, Roger. I'm applying for a loan. How much you make? Oh, between 10000 and 100000 Or well, like the like the cable guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, between 10 and 100 yep. graves. Well, which is it? I'll have to take off work. When will you be there? Oh, sometime <clears throat> between 8 and 5. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty sure. Yeah, that ain't going to work. Guy gets there at 4.30. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the backyard of Tyson Alumni House on the Tennessee campus is the grave of Bonita, the pet dog. I am not making this up. Of Lawrence D. and Betty Tyson, who owned the house. The university purchased the house in 1954 and agreed to keep up Bonita's grave. Ulysses S. Grant Jr., son of President Grant, gave Bonita to the Tyson's daughter. <laughs> A beloved pet. <laughs> yeah. Bonita. Something tells me Bonita probably wasn't very Bonita, which is a beautiful for the Spanish impaired. Okay, and I don't know. I I just a lot is made about this out here in you know myth myth land, legend and myth land, but this is true. University of Tennessee Anthropological Research Facility, better known as the Body Farm. Oh yeah. Started in 1971 as a facility for study of the decomposition of human remains. Now, it is, where is this? It is, well, very vaguely it says, it is located a few miles from downtown Knoxville behind the University of Tennessee Medical Center. It consists of a two-and-a-half-acre wooded plot Surrounded by a razor wire fence. Bodies are placed in different settings throughout the facility and left to decompose. The bodies are exposed in a number of ways in order to provide insights into decomposition under varying conditions. The facility has expanded from 20 exposed bodies in 2003 to around 150 in 2000. Seven. Well, you know, the hot day and the wind is right. Doggone, Roger. And I look, it's... 150 of them out there. 
This is why I'm not donating my body to science. <laughs> Look, Have old Roger slung out there in the field somewhere. I mean, <clears throat> now far be it for me to make fun of it. It's a, They're doing research, and it does help investigators, all kinds of stuff. It goes towards forensics, un, forensics and it's very important. But I'm like, okay, you tell me it's got a razor wire fence around it. That ain't going to keep the crows out, is it? Is that part of it? Keeps people who want some kind of gruesome souvenir. (laughs) Lord of mercy. Okay, football. Let's do football. You want to do Tennessee (laughs) football? You want to do Tennessee football, Roger? All right, here it is. Last year, they won five games under first-year head coach Jeremy Pruitt. Tennessee beat East Tennessee State, UTEP, Auburn in Auburn, Charlotte, and Kentucky. So they had three wins over nobody and two wins on the road over 21st-ranked Auburn and at home against 11th-ranked Kentucky. Kentucky fans got to be like, come on, man. We're 11th in the country, got a number one draft pick, and we go up there, we go up there and lose 24 to 7 in a year when Tennessee wins five games. Uh, Garantano had a big game in both of those, actually, at, at quarterback. Now, this year, Tennessee, there's two things of interest. Tennessee will host BYU in week two, but then on Saturday, October the 12th, they will host Mississippi State. Roger, the last time I went to Knoxville, Tennessee for football was 2008. I was doing television for that game. State was playing at Tennessee. I do a TV thing for them. I'm going to be the color analyst, right? They put me up in this hotel right across Knoxville from the campus, from the stadium. I'm in a hotel on like the 10th floor. And out my window, I can see the stadium over there. So game day, I get up. I put my suit on. I got my bag. And I think, I can see the stadium out my window right there. Right over there it is. It's only a mile or so over there. I'm just going to walk to it. What you can't tell from the 10th floor is how hilly things are. (laughs) It looked flat from the 10th floor. I started walking. Two miles as a crow flies. Man, exactly. Those hills between that hotel and that stadium like they killed me that day. All right, here's your song, Taking You Out, the one I mentioned. Neil McCoy, Trace Atkins, Roll On Mississippi, a great version of the Charlie Pride song. I'll see y'all tomorrow. See ya. A big river boat passing us by. She's headed for New Orleans. There she goes, disappearing around the bend. Roll on Mississippi. Make me feel like a child again Cool river breeze Like peppermint leaves